strategy. So I, I tend to think about strategy on a department level or on a functional level to really look at what are the activities that we are doing, what are the activities that we are currently engaged in, and how aligned are they with what we should be doing based on the strategy. Welcome to Brave New Leaders, the podcast where we dissect business strategy that brings real-life results and doesn't just look great on PowerPoint. My name is Mark Sneaker. Hello. We are live today with Andreas Wettstein on our uh, LinkedIn Live for strategy uh, for SMEs. And uh, before we get started, maybe, Andreas, should we do a quick uh, introduction? Yeah, let's do that. Um, should I start? Yeah, I'll start. <laughs> so um, this is uh, the, the real strategy expert. Let's let's put it straight here. The real strategy expert in this in this call is is Mark, but uh, I contacted him to do this LinkedIn Live because I really like what he does, and I need strategy. I need a good understanding of strategy for the work I do with SMEs. So I work with SMEs. I help them with uh, overcoming obstacles of growth. So if they reach a certain plateau, uh, then I start uh, working with them. And we typically start with, with strategy work. So my specialty is really companies that are 10 to 50 employees. So that's mm -hmm. my field. Mark, yeah, up to you. Great, thanks. Yeah, so as I said, I'm a strategy mm -hmm. advisor. I've been doing this for some, some 20 years now. And um, I tend to work with organizations that are a little bit larger, I would say. So they kind of start with 50 and <laughs> uh, very often in um, its divisions, business units, country organizations, subsidiaries of, of larger groups. Right? And well, so although they are part of larger groups, uh, usually, uh, as I said, they, they have a size of like 50 to maybe 2,000, 3,000. Uh, employees a lot of them are around a couple hundred i would say like 200 300 uh, people and uh, yeah so uh, we wanted to discuss a little bit strategy and maybe also what is kind of uh, a difference or does it need a different type of strategy or approach to strategy when it comes to smes uh, compared to um, to corporates and uh, andrea so i mean working with with smes so would you say that they need a strategy at all? Or oftentimes we hear that, oh, we don't need a strategy or it's too complicated, we, we don't have time. What, what is your take on that? Well, my, my take on this is that when a, when a company is relatively slow, they can do without a strategy. Hmm. Let's say if, if, if you start going into a business, actually, I would even, I, I even re recommend against going too much into doing strategy because what you need when you're small is you need to have an idea, you need to have a market and you need to have a way to, to, to deliver that market. And typically when you're small, you can get a, you can get to a certain size without having a strategy. Okay. Uh -huh. We will come in, we will have to discuss what we actually mean by strategy. But to me, an SME needs a strategy at that point where the, uh, where there is a risk of, of losing focus, uh -huh. when there is a risk of not using your resources correctly, uh -huh. and when you want to start um, involving more and more people into achieving a goal together. So that's the moment when it makes sense to start articulating a strategy. I would uh -huh. argue that 
uh, entrepreneurs, when they start, they do have a strategies in their head and that's enough. Right. Yeah. It's an implicit strategy, but at some point you need to start getting. So what's your take? No, but so I think you, you made a, an interesting comment now at the end, at the beginning you said, well, you, you, you don't have a strategy, you don't need a strategy, but what is really about, you don't necessarily need a kind of formal written down strategy, right? I would argue that you always have kind of a strategy. I'm a, a one person business. I have a strategy. I ask myself the same kind of questions of, so who should be my customers? What should I offer them, right? What are my ambitions? Uh, what do I need in terms of capabilities and, and, and uh, to make it happen? So I think that's kind of the same same logic, although I don't necessarily uh, have it in a, in a formal document, right? I keep yeah, but you, you don't need to go to this keep it very talking. formal <laughs> right. uh, process and so on. But I think yeah, it would yeah. be interesting to explore the question, well, what is... What is strategy? And I don't know if we could actually ask, um, uh, have people leave comments to say, what What do you, I mean, you and I have been doing strategy for a while. And I think you agree that there are relatively different views of what strategy actually is. <laughs> so maybe we should have asked that question up front before asking, do they need it? Okay. Yeah, so I, you, I agree. So if you ask five people, you probably get five different uh, different answers. Yes, and yeah. So so to your to your uh, invitation. So uh, I'd like to uh, all the participants uh, just post a comment. So if you uh, if you think about strategy in your organization, how do you define strategy? And also maybe in terms of of barriers that you uh, that you face when it comes to doing strategy in in your organization. Yeah. So what is strategy? Like I mean. There are obviously different different dimensions to that. Right? So I, I like to think about strategy as um, a way to overcome your challenges and, and seize opportunities uh, on your way to your ambition. Right? So I talk about ambition, but you can call it vision, mission, whatever. So when you have that kind of goal that you want to move towards and somehow you need to think about how, how do I get there? Right? Mm -hmm. And what are the barriers that's keeping me from reaching my, my ambitions and I need to go there? Now, so that's one, one part of the, of the answer, I would say. The other part of the answer is obviously uh, um, more on, on the content, really, that you need to think about your ambitions. You need to think about who are my customers? What am I going to, to offer them? Where will I focus? What will I, uh, what will I not do? Uh, why should customers come to me? What is my competitive advantage mm -hmm. in that sense, if you like? Uh, what is the value proposition? And, and how do I need to, to organize myself? What kind of resources do I need? What kind of capabilities do I need? What kind of um, uh, actions do I need? To, uh, what kind of organization processes, structures do I need to make all of that happen? So that for me is mm -hmm. thinking about your strategy. It's interesting. I'm checking the, the, the chat here. Yeah. Uh, so the two, the two I see are a strategy as a plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, to achieve a goal. Uh, also, so, that's if I look at, I have it. Where is it here? Uh, that's one of the, the, the. This was an interesting one for me when I when I, yeah. when I found this the strategy safari, where I discovered that uh, you can you can have different definitions of strategy, and I think one of the most common is is strategy as a as a plan. Uh -huh. As to what consultants say, strategy as a process. I think we talked about that also. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so the, I mean, the danger of that strategy as a plan is, I think that's what we see a lot in organizations, is this idea or this concept, this concept or the definition of strategy as long-range planning, right? Which exactly, exactly. lots of organizations has kind of uh, evolved really or has been downgraded, you might say, into a, a financial budgeting exercise for the next uh, three to five years. So it's, I mean, Roger Roger Martin talks a lot about this. The plan is not a is not a strategy. And even Mintzberg, I mean, you mentioned the book Strategy Safari. Yeah. Uh, he wrote in, I think it was beginning of the 80s, there was an article, The, the Rise and Fall of Strategic Planning, where he talks Absolutely. about planning is not strategy. But I find that when, when we look at strategy, and I've, this, this, I've had these discussions uh, many times, is, is this, this differentiation, well, this is strategic, this is operational. Mm-hmm. And I think this is dangerous because then you look at strategy sort of ends at the high level, mm-hmm. at the rough, rough, and then everything that is sort of the, how do we put it in place? How do we, what do we actually need to do specifically? They count that, well, that's not strategy anymore. Mm-hmm. Or even, even, you can even do it narrower when you say, okay, strategy is just a plan. So it doesn't include the goal setting and it doesn't clu- include the action behind it. Then you have a relatively narrow view of strategy and then you have beautiful strategy documents, which, which you can see on many, on many websites. That's our strategy. And it's, uh-huh. it's an element of it. I don't, I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's just an element of it. It's just not complete yeah. and it's not very yeah. useful. Yeah, so I, w- I would agree. That, I mean, obviously, you need a plan in the sense of what are uh, the steps we will take, right, in terms of doing our strategy, in terms of uh, developing new products and all these things. So, so but what I, what I would be careful about is this idea of we need to plan out for, for three to five years, right? And we very often have that. I, I very often have that discussion with, with clients when we talk about strategy. And then I say, well, let's, let's focus actually on what we can do in the next 12 months uh, as, a, as a first priority. And then afterwards, we think about what comes next. Then again, there are situations, obviously, where long-term planning makes sense. You know, if you, if you want to build a new, um, a new factory or you create a new building, uh, obviously, that's something you need to plan a couple of years ahead because it's going to take a couple of years uh, to do something like this. But that's not necessarily strategic in the sense, I mean, the implementation of that plan is not necessarily strategic. The decision whether to do a a new manufacturing plant and where you're going to put it and uh, how big it should be and all of that is very well uh, strategic. Mm. I'm looking at a comment here from Andrea Stott, who says that in her experience, uh, many companies use strategy as a set of goals, usually financial. And then the cycle of planning a direction is then put on side and everyone is consuming, managing the external. So uh, that she says, I agree that operation, operational and strategy have to be integrated to be useful for an SME. Yeah. And I think she has a right point there to, 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 for strategy to be useful. I think it, it needs to have this element of operationalizing. That's why I have this, um, uh, for, for me, one of the, the, the discoveries of the last few years was the book by Richard Rommelt, mm-hmm. um, sort of the kernel of strategy. And in the kernel of strategy, he, he says, well, we need to have a diagnosis, which is what are our challenges. Then we need to have some element of guiding policy, mm-hmm. which helps us make decisions. But then at the end comes coherent action. Right. 
In my process, I then add uh, ambition, what's uh -huh. aspiration, because I generally I like that in, in the work. It's, it's always nicer to start with aspiration than to start with challenges. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it sets up a bit, you need challenges only make sense if you want to get somewhere. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah, so I also think, I like Rommel as well. And as I said, so I um, I also tend to think about strategy as overcoming challenges or seizing opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, more from a pra pragmatic side, I would say maybe that's because I'm a, I'm a consultant. But uh, most of my clients they come because they have a challenge that they need to be need to solve. Right? They don't necessarily Absolutely. very very seldom somebody comes and says. I want to think about where to take my company in the next 10 or 20 years, but they come because they say, I don't grow anymore, or we have to figure out what to do in, in North America, or uh, we're losing market share here, or our margins are shrinking. So they have very specific problems, right? That they, that they want. Yeah, from a, sales, from a sales perspective, I think that's when you make the sale, when people say we're stuck. Yeah, yeah. People to have. some extent, it's like we don't know. But let's let's... Go to the question you had on the list, or we had on the list as well. I mean, I, I'm going to the obstacles. Or gonna... one, uh, one comment, I think what, what Andrea said, there is an interesting element also there where she says that uh, the, the plan is kind of, or the strategy is put on one side when everybody is consumed with managing the external changing environment. Right? So there is a little bit this idea of there's a gap between the strategy and we actually what we actually do in our in our daily uh, daily business, right? And that's also something that I hear that a lot in companies when it's about executing strategy, well, we don't have time, right? Because we're so busy. How, how do you think about, the, I mean, kind of closing this gap between obviously what you do should be your strategy? Or you could even say, going back to Minsburg, whatever you do is your strategy. And it yeah, doesn't matter what you have it's, written somewhere else. Right? The idea of emergent strategy. Right. Right. I, I had a, a, a bit of a sobering experience a few weeks ago when we did, I like to I, I like to work in quarterly strategy cycles, mm -hmm. where we say, okay, we have a three-year perspective, and then we work in quarterly cycles, and we have the year as a check-in. But short, long story short, we do this quarterly cycle, and we decide on a strategy, meaning um, objectives, obstacles, and plan of action for overcoming that obstacles in view of achieving those objectives. Uh -huh. And everyone was good. And then I asked the, the, the team, well, tell me on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you that you're actually going to do what you just decided? Uh -huh. And can you imagine what number they gave me? Not very high, I guess. <laughs> Below five. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 guys. What, what's, what's wrong here? Yeah, you know... Uh, we're we're coming into the busy season and and this is all very nice but but i say it's your strategy you just came up it's not something that i gave to you yeah, right. and this is this is an odd thing i find that people are so almost uh, and especially in small companies uh they they have this idea we will be so busy that we will be lucky to do anything of what we've written down and that's that's not interesting that that's that's something that um, I find is often my work is more to help them actually do what they're decided to do, mm -hmm. and to to focus on uh, is what we're doing actually in line with what what we uh, what we decide is it right. is it in, aligned with our strategy in a sense of 
this was our idea. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to. What we're going to do. Yeah, I think so. I uh, I always used to talk about cascading the strategy, but uh, recently I've also come more to that idea of aligning. You know, if you talk about different teams or departments or functions, aligning whatever they are doing to uh, the strategy. So I, I tend to think about strategy on a department level or on a function level to really look at what are the activities that we are doing, what are the activities that we are currently engaged in, and how aligned are they with what we should be doing based on the strategy and, and what do we uh, maybe do less of, what do we completely stop doing and what do we need to continue doing or even start start doing. Mm -hmm. and so it becomes really this, this focus on the on the activity. So in, in order to close that gap between we had a strategy somewhere, but our activities are, uh, are, sp are spent uh, somewhere else. Right? Yeah, I think you mentioned something important here uh, in terms of we have a strategy, we're not aligned. And another thing I see is that often people do a strategy exercise and then they're almost overdo it. You know, mm. I know you're not a fan of, of two-day and And I, I would tend to agree because you tend to come up with, with like Moses down from the, from the mountain yeah. with, the, with the tables. But yeah, exactly. But the, the, the sad thing is then they make a beautiful presentation and then they forget it. And then you meet them a year later. Yeah. And because it was such a huge exercise, it's, it's not, they don't even look at the strategy. Yeah. So that's why, well, what did we decide? What is still working? So uh, I, I, that's why I like the notion that uh, Richard Rommel has this coherence. Mm -hmm. it, it, it should be coherent. I'm, should it be aligned? Should it be cascaded? I, I'm not. I'm getting a bit away from this cascading. I don't know how you see it. Yeah, as I said, I'm also. I talk more about alignment. So, based focusing on the activities that are being carried out throughout teams, how do they align, and what needs to be aligned? Uh, how can they be aligned with the the overall priorities really that we have defined in in the strategy? Um, it's kind of interesting. I just have a client now and we're working on, so we're, um, we decided that HR needs to work on the strategy. So based on, on what has been decided on the top level and then the head of HR is very resistant to, uh, to engage or was initially very resistant to engage in, uh, in a strategy exercise because she said, I'm too busy. <laughs> so why, why we should do this exercise so that you can actually focus on activities that are uh, more important or more high, high value. There's a comment by Marcus here. Is it important to get bottom-up input into the strategy to ensure it's achievable? So what, what is your take on that? I'm very much in favor as long as you don't overdo it. Mm -hmm. Get To me, strategy is still something which is a to, to, to a large extent a top-down activity. Mm -hmm. at, at least I... Because you're giving direction, you're trying to prime. But by all means, I, I'm in favor of, of getting input. Uh -huh. I'm also getting, I, I like to uh, get input, first of all, in what we consider to be the challenges. But then also, is this strategy or is this thing that we're formulating meaningful to us? Uh -huh. And ultimately, 
it's important that people can identify with the strategy, that people have a sense of how can we contribute. I like that. I like the idea to have some input on where the on, on challenges, not so much aspiration. Uh -huh. I would, I would, I would, because I think it's it's the role of of the senior team to to project to project where they want to move the company in the future. Uh -huh. And if you try to do strategy by committee and involving too many people in that process, I'm just not convinced that the strategies that come out are particularly good. No. With input, yeah. I don't know how you see it. No, I, I agree. Uh, when I when I was younger, I would always say, yeah, we, we need to involve a lot of people just coming from that, you know, systems thinking background and uh, seeing organization as a living social organism kind of, yeah, you need to involve. And then I remember one, uh, it was actually an owner of, a, at the time, I think it was like 50, 50 people organization. And he would say, well, I'm not going to ask my 20-year-old accountant who has been with us for a month what the uh, strategy for my company should be right? mm -hmm. and i think he had a good point that you shouldn't ask and and i also learned in later exercises when we asked actually people so what should the strategy be i mean it's overwhelming for most of them you know you, you kind of put them on the spot what should the strategy be or what ideas do you have it for ambitions and these things uh, but i agree that so what i tend to do nowadays is uh involve relevant stakeholders at various points so it could be employees but it could also be partners or it could be owners or the, the, the board of directors or whatever. And, and uh, so these and these key moments are to identify what are uh, the challenges and the opportunities you see, for example, right? And then uh, I would ask management to make a decision on, so which ones do we want to focus on and why? Why are those more important than others, right? And then once you have identified them, you can again ask people for ideas. So how would you address these challenges? Or how would you address these, these opportunities? And then I like... Um, presenting kind of like a draft we always call it yeah. a draft of the strategy and get feedback so that kind of goes in the direction of is it meaningful to you is it inspiring to you what do you like what don't you like what concerns might you have when it comes to implementation so we start already thinking about what is going to be necessary in terms of support and capabilities and everything for uh, for implementation and then i also like to uh, i mean the top the top down bit for me is always more the kind of the strategic directions or priority areas, but then mm -hmm. I'd like to involve people from throughout the organization in terms of, okay, and how are we going to do this exactly? Mm -hmm. what, is the, what are the tactics, some people might call it, or how are we going to actually address uh, these things right? so that you um, you give some autonomy and some some meaning in that uh, in, yeah, involvement on the, how are we going to actually implement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where I see the 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 um, uh, the bottom-up involvement also is are we missing something? Is there something we're not seeing? Are we um, sometimes uh, I work with a lot of very visionary people uh -huh. who come up with relatively good ideas, uh, but uh, they have this idea. Well, now we just need to now we just need to do uh -huh. and don't realize well maybe on, on the level of capability there's something to do or there's a level of i don't know that they're not enough not close enough to yeah. to, well, to realities and then you come up with something that again is too 
too um, distanced from the realities of the ground. And then you come again, like Moses from the mountain, say, well, we've been here and you come with these lofty ideas. Have you, are you realizing what we're dealing with on a daily basis? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think, and that, and part, I mean, it's part of being an entrepreneur. I think the, the, the personality types who become entrepreneurs or also CEOs of businesses, they tend to be more, you know, the, the visionaries uh, maybe, and they are not so interested in all these implementation details, right? And they are not interested in, uh, in the detailed planning, but they are more big picture kind of um, kind of thinkers, right? So I think yeah, they're, yeah, they're the, the thinker, big picture, uh, not so much detail. So they tend to be a bit less grounded, and I think that's also one of the reasons why often these strategy exercises are so disconnected. Mm -hmm. Because if you do it with these people and you start discussing in the in the minutia of how we're going to implement it, or you don't need to, I don't think you need to have a very detailed implementation as part of your strategy process. I wouldn't go so far. Mm -hmm. But some element of thinking things through. And if I if I have you know these visionary types, they, they go all nervous. <laughs> they, yeah. they, 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 they've shared their views and everyone should get it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, just just yesterday we had uh, I had a conversation with um, uh, so we had was a training and then we had somebody from senior senior leadership coming in at the end to do a kind of like a, a roundtable discussion uh, and he actually mentioned this phenomenon that um, so management tends to work on a strategy for a couple of months or a year right? and then they communicate it once and then they think everybody should have understood it and kind of go to the same reasoning that they yeah absolutely <laughs> it, it, it took them really. A lot of work inside and arguing and, and then they have it and yeah and people should just get it and if they right. ask a question say well it, it should be obvious no yeah right yeah they don't have they, they haven't gone through the, through the reasoning process man. when i when i look at the at the obstacles why people may not want to do strategy hmm. i mean we talked about um why not yeah. do especially in small companies people ah Beside not having time, what are other obstacles you see? Things to see, well. Well, so, yeah, so, I mean, there's the, no time, bad experience with past strategy exercises where people say, well, it's just going to end up in the drawer anyhow, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to look at it. And I think that's also partially the uh, traditional consulting industry to blame, right? With, with creating 200 uh, pages of, or slides of PowerPoint decks with, uh, what the strategy is supposed to be, right? nobody's gonna gonna read that anyhow, right? Uh, there is also this what you mentioned be, before, and I guess that's in smaller organizations probably even more uh, pronounced. This idea, well, it's obvious anyhow, right? We know what the strategy mm -hmm. is, but then if you look at, at research, there was an, an HBR article uh, a couple of weeks ago that actually looked at how aligned are people in the company on the strategy. So they asked people mm -hmm. to write down what is our strategy. And turned out that only like 20, 23% were actually aligned, whereas management thought, oh, 80% is aligned. It's fine, right? So there's a, a huge uh, a huge gap there. But then I, think, I mean, at the end of the day, I really think that lots of people, even CEOs, I had a, a, a retired CEO the other day of a stock market listed company who admitted that, or who said that, you know, Mark, while, when, when I was a CEO, I had a difficult time wrapping my head around this thing called strategy. 
Mm. So I think there is a yeah, this lack of understanding what is actually strategy on the one hand and how are we going to develop mm-hmm. a good strategy? Because if you look at all the books, you know, uh, and all the, the frameworks, they are very, uh, some are very good, let's say, in explaining what the strategy should be uh, and, and what you should do maybe in terms of exercises. But I have hardly seen anyone, any book describe what is a process that you actually go through step by step. How do you go from an analysis to then actually formulating a strategy, for example, is mm-hmm. something that's completely missing in uh in lots of uh, strategy books yeah or or then there are two then there are two um, um i want to say too 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 rigid in how you should do it mm. yeah. so even even rommel which i like it very much as a book it's not very you cannot use it as a handbook okay let's now no there's no it's, it's not you can you can look at it you can take it and say well you can use it to assess your strategy. You can assess it. Well, does it have elements of a good strategy? Does it does it have elements of a bad strategy? Uh, but I would say yes. One of the one of the problems we have is that the often people don't see the usefulness uh-huh. of the strategy yeah. because they have uh, an unclear understanding of what strategy actually is because uh-huh. they've had bad experiences. And from that, as a consequence, it's logic that they don't see the usefulness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I think also this the lack of usefulness is also rooted very much in this idea of, or this misconception that strategy is a lot about long-term planning, right? especially yes. today where everybody says the environment is getting more turbulent. So they say, well, why should we do a strategy? Things change uh, anyhow, right? But that's because you think about it as a plan, a long-term plan, and you don't think about it, how it's going to help us solve the challenges that we are currently facing. Right? Yeah, yeah. I saw one exercise which, which, which I, was, I was really shocked when one company, I mean, in today's world, had a, a three-year strategy and it was all three years planned from one now to thing with all the activities. Uh, what a waste of time! Yes, ex- yes, exactly. Yeah, that's really a waste of time, and and it's not only a waste of time. It's it's if you if you're going to follow that, you're actually going to be blind for three years because you're following your strategy. Yeah, and that's that's. I had an interesting and big companies have that. I give you an example from my. I, I was working for PricewaterhouseCoopers, and then I, I spent one year more with uh, with another company can see it in my, in my LinkedIn, which company it is. So I was hired to do, to build a business on supply chain, supply chain consulting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I go out to the market and start to, but the idea was essentially to grow a consulting business in Swiss Homo, so it's French part of Switzerland. Operational consulting business and to build a certain uh, advisory business in a particular market. Okay. And they had this idea, it's going to be supply chain. So mm-hmm. I go and start talking to people, meeting people and so on. And they say, Andreas, look, um, we're good on supply chain, but innovation, that's where we would be interested. And you have interesting offering on innovation. Mm-hmm. So we'd be more interested to talk about that. Okay. So I go to my superiors and say, look, this is the situation. There's an opportunity. There's not so much an opportunity in supply chain, but there is an opportunity in innovation. 
what should we do? No, we hired you to do supply chain. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So that was the plan, right? <laughs> yeah, you have a plan, yeah. but your plan is, what's your plan? Is it your plan to, to build a supply chain or is your plan to grow the business in general in that area? So uh -huh. depending on how you make it, of course, if you say our plan, our strategy is to build a supply chain thing, then that's your strategy. And then yeah. also you need to be careful what you, if you're not missing uh -huh. opportunities. Yeah. It's like- yeah. the, of, yeah, the strategy is kind of, I think it's also Minspec who said that in Strategy Safari that if you, you know, have the, you put on the blinders and you don't see what, what's happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, Quoting uh, Peter Drucker is, you need to be open for surprises on both sides. Yeah. You implement something, you do something, and then you see what happens. Mm, exactly. And then you say, whoa, this did not work, but we have this positive surprise. What does it mean? And then you go back. Yeah. That's yeah, why I, I, I build into uh, strategy reviews. So we tend to do monthly strategy reviews where we look at, uh, are we actually doing what we said we do? So going back to what we discussed earlier about uh, activities, right? And then is it leading to the results that we'd like to see or that we were hoping to see? And if not, is there anything, our assumptions not, not valid any longer or are there any new insights coming up? I'm uh, looking at the comment here um, yeah. that uh, uh, validation. Is there a challenge that SMEs think that you can't understand their business better than them? Uh, and then since I have a family business. I have a good uh, yeah. So I, I guess that goes back to this idea of uh, should you hire a consultant to do your strategy, right? So, and I've I mean I've posted about this and done a video about this in the past. So, my opinion is that you should not outsource strategy work to a consultant, not to a let's say a done for you consultant, where you actually hire a consultant and say do the strategy for us. What I, what, what I as a consultant can offer or do offer is I help you structure the process, I help you ask the right questions, I help you find answers, but I don't do the strategy for you. Right? So it's really yeah. the responsibility of leadership to do strategy. And sometimes we hire traditional consultants for very specific things or for very specific topics where we might need a more detailed financial analysis than the company can do or provide, or we might need some, some market research and we hire an agency to do that. But it's really the, the, yeah, the, the, the responsibility for the process and making the strategy rests with the, with the leadership team. Yeah, so, I mean, I would, I would argue that uh, if the person I'm, not, I'm working with who is in the business doesn't understand the business better than me, then we have a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are in that day in, day out. Uh, if they, if I understand their business better than they, they are not in the in the right spot. <laughs> then they should be fired. <laughs> no. Well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I mean, understand it better. Sometimes an outside perspective also helps to clarify things. But obviously, yeah, they should. Yeah, it's an outside. I agree with the outside perspective, but fundamentally, understanding of of the how your business works, I would expect that that's the bit that the company brings in. And you bring in the outside perspective, you bring in the process, you bring in the, the are you, what are the assumptions between what you're, what you're saying? Sometimes in leadership team, I say that there, there are unspoken assumptions about why things are they, the way they are. Uh -huh. And that's things you can challenge. 
I think that's where the value is in bringing in, a, in, out, in an outside consultant and not to tell you how you should run your business. Exactly. Cool. Andreas, I see that we are already a little bit over time. I mean, this has been great. And uh, I think we should probably do another one, right, to uh, keep on discussing. Yes. Uh, I would invite everybody who's here today. So if you have any more questions, just uh, put them into LinkedIn comments. The comments stay open after we have closed already. So you can uh, do that. We can answer some there. And then uh, uh, let's organize another one, Andreas, where we continue our, our discussion. Any uh, final word, maybe a, a one uh, a one sentence tip that you would give a CEO of an, of an SME when it comes to doing strategy? A tip I would, I, I'll hand the, the, the word over to you. I need to think about it. Well, I think yeah. so. Um, yeah, one, one tip. I think something that we discussed is you actually need to take the time for it, right? So even if you think it's, it's not, uh, uh, it's not important, you need to make it somehow a priority because it really, um, depends your business depends on how well your business goes depends really on whether you have a clear good strategy or not yeah i would argue uh, my tip would be do it but don't overcomplicate things mm. and and have a process have an idea of what you want to do have a process pick a framework uh, there are different frameworks out there do it, but don't overcomplicate it. Uh-huh. And and it's the the dialogue is almost as important as the outcome. Uh-huh. That would be sort of one of my biggest takes when it comes to strategy. Cool. You just summarized it and put it into a, put it into the chat. Great. So thanks everybody for uh, for being with us today. If uh, you have any questions, if you'd like to reach out to Andreas or myself to follow up with the conversation, just reach out here on LinkedIn. You see our profiles on the LinkedIn events. And then, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you in one of the next uh, sessions. We could do that. I already have an idea of a specific topic. (laughs) Good. Thanks, Andreas. Take care. Mark, it was a pleasure. Everyone, all the participants, thank you very much for for taking time and uh, enjoy the summer. The summer days. Bye. That's all for today's episode of Brave New Leaders. Thanks for joining me. I hope you found the topic insightful and thought-provoking. If you enjoyed this episode, give me a like and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss it. If you have any questions, feedback or ideas for future episodes, drop me a line at mark at snookers.com. Remember, the world of leadership and strategy is constantly evolving, so keep pushing the boundaries, taking risks, and embracing change. That's the path to becoming a brave leader.